Heads. South Africa is the 11th worst plastic polluter in the world in terms of plastic pollution in the ocean. It is worth noting that addressing ocean pollution is not simply about switching out plastic straws for paper alternatives. It is an issue of national heritage. Our next guest has signed the Extended Producer Responsibility Regulations. It's also committed to reassessing their business model to address sustainability and funding more recycling initiatives, according to Ceres, that is. But Chief Marketing Officer at Pepsi Company, Sub-Saharan Africa, joins us now, Martin Nietling. Martin, good morning to you, and thanks for making time. Uh, good morning, Esanda, and good morning to your listeners. Happy Monday. 11th worst plastic polluter we are in the world in South Africa. Where are we, uh, what is the biggest source, I would guess? Uh, Let me start there, in terms of plastic pollution in the country. Um, Asanda, look, I mean, plastic pollution in South Africa is a massive issue. Um, I'm not quite sure what the primary source of it is. I assume it's single-use PET bottles. We don't... uh, a lot of products in those bottles, but uh, that's the core. That's the core issue. But of course, we have a massive problem broadly. You know, way beyond plastic, um, we generated enormous amount of waste as a country across all packaging types. And uh, in that uh, array, uh, you know, plastic single-use straws are a tiny fraction, but they're an important one because they are. Um, they're very hard to recycle, so so they've they've attracted a lot of attention in recent years for for good reason because they're quite hard to remove from the system. What is the call exactly on corporates when it comes to doing more, uh, or even beginning to reduce plastic pollution? And are these the major you know focus uh, you know group of people, or should we mm. be focusing on more than just corporates? Well. I think that I think that uh, changing legislation to push corporates to do more is, um, you know, is a relevant mechanism and has been used with some success in other uh, countries. And of course, now we're, you know, we're at the at the cusp of our own extended producer responsibility program. Um, and uh, certainly, you know, our company is, you know, fully engaged with that process and will do absolutely everything we can to. Um, to to help the thing about the extended producer responsibility mm. uh, approach is it places the onus on the you know on the on the brand owner uh, and um, in this case that puts us fair and square in the in the middle of the of the program but the big thing about it is that uh, recovering waste uh, as one aspect of it is a is a national effort um, and you you need uh, a complicated uh, value chain, you know, that ends with, you know, the, the, the mom, you know, or the dad or the kid consuming a product, uh, also buying into the idea that this shouldn't just be thrown into general trash or this item should be separated from that item. And then, of course, you've got to have people further down the line that, uh, you know, assist in some sort of recovery mechanism uh, to get that, you know, to get that you know that waste product back into uh, a, a recycling process so you know the extended producer responsibility conceptualizes this idea that the that the brand owner is in the center of it and and that's right but for it to be properly effective you you need you need the whole you need the whole value chain to join up um you know you can't uh, you can't hope for massive results 
if you don't change public perceptions around these things. How much of an influence will consumer responsibility play on this issue of of tackling uh, plastic pollution? As you say, it is a national effort and there's an entire value chain. I'm thinking Mm. of the time we had plastic bags that we were trying to remove and use something more environmentally friendly, but yet... And then the fee was was implemented in terms of if you want to use a plastic bag, you buy it. We're continuing Mm. to buy those plastic bags. We're not bringing Mm. what we were supposed to be, which is more environmentally friendly. So on the part Mm. of consumer responsibility, how much of an influence do we have? No, I think that I think that brand owners, especially, especially if you, you know, if you're the brand owner of of well-known and much loved brands like ours. You know, we've we've got to we've got to be at the front of the queue. You know, we 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 communicate, uh, you know, about our brands to the people that use these brands and trust them every day. So so we we've got we've got to step up. I mean, we've got to be first. I think um, to to help people understand that this item can be recycled, or this is the best way that you um, that you dispose of of this particular thing. Um, but in the end, it's 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 more than that. I mean, retailers are our key partner in this. Um, uh, we you know we appreciate their might and reach. Mm. So you know, apart from the brand owners, the retailers have got a key role to play. Um, uh, you know, I think I think government's got uh, got a got a got a role to play uh, as well. Um, and then you know, let's not forget the fact that in this uh, you know in this extended producer responsibility um, conceptualized process. Um, there are, you know, there are these uh, these entities which will assist in the recovery of of the of 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 the of the item in question. Um, uh, in the case of paper straws, um, you know, there will be one specific, what the EPR call call PRO, uh, that will help us with this. But of course, to to bring the EPR to life, there, there will be many PROs. And they'll have a crucial role to play too in 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 making this making this an effective uh, intervention. And I think that that intervention is going to involve pra- practical things. How do you do it? Where is it collected? Where does it go to? But also helping communicate, you know, why we should be doing it and mm. why this matters. I think your example of uh, plastic bags is a is a great one. I mean, that was that was a fundamental. A game changer that, and it was a, it was a single intervention that that was widely implemented and immediately moved the dial. So that was that was great. Of course, now what's being envisaged is is dramatically more ambitious and far-reaching and involves far more uh, you know value chain players. So, what is the expectations, or what are the expectations as stipulated in the extended producer responsibility regulations? Uh, on the part of uh, the corporates, as you say, this places the onus on brand owners. And how do brand owners familiarise themselves with these? Maybe mm. site like three. Look, uh, you know, the the they are target set. Um, uh, they they want they want you to do a whole bunch of things. Um, uh, well, not they. We want to do a whole bunch of things, and mm. it's all encapsulated in it. I mean, use less of whatever the harmful substances in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where our series paper straw uh, comes in. You know that was a difficult thing to replace, but we've managed to do that now. So, so start with that. I mean, get get rid of w- what you don't need. Um, uh, uh, I think the, the second thing is you use less of it if, if you if you still need to 
put something into um, uh, a, a plastic, whatever it is, c- can you reduce the quantity of plastic that's in there? Um, so, so light weighting uh, and stripping away layers is, uh, you know, is the next step. And then, of course, the third step is, you know, get it back. So once it goes into the waste stream, um, you know, let's let's in, let's increase our, our recovery rate. The big thing about uh, mm. about the recovery part of it, the third part of that, is that waste is relatively efficiently recycled or recovered and recycled if it has value. Um, so the economics of it are what confine its practical effectiveness uh, outside of legislation. Um, people collect waste anyway if it has commercial value. Mm. Um, but when it comes to a thing like a paper straw, it has very little commercial value. It's really light. Um, the waste pickers don't, you know, they don't pick them up because you, you're selling waste by kilogram. Um, so it, it, it gets lost in, in the system. And that's why the, the commercial uh, motivations are not enough. You know, you need, you need to do more. And that's, I guess, what sits at the heart of uh, the, the EPR. Um, Asanda, I might just wind mm-hmm. back a little bit to the don't use it in the first place and talk for a second uh, longer about the okay. paper straw because it's a, a little example of how hard it is to do. Um, you know, I think it's a, you know, it's a, it's often often thought that manufacturers just take the easy route. So, well, you just put a plastic straw on there because it's cheap or because it's easy. Mm. Um, and that's not really the whole story. I mean, we we've been we've been pushing to get a paper straw on 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 our series fruit juice bags for for a long time, and we we work with two of the, the very biggest and best uh, liquid carton manufacturers globally, and neither had an off the shelf solution. Um, paper straws have been around for a while, but they're straight. Um, uh, they're not. They don't have that bend in it. <laughs> if mm. you pick up a series fruit juice pack, it's got that curve in it, right? Yeah. And the reason it's got that there is so that you can get the juice out the bottom of the pack. So this took some doing because you needed a paper straw that, that could bend, um, that wouldn't uh, collapse uh, in a soggy mess after it had been in the juice pack for you know X number of minutes. Or I mean, a kid could keep it in there for a lot longer than that. And, of course, you had to make sure that we didn't uh, coat it with all sorts of things that were fall foul of other, other health regulations. So easy, easier said than done. And uh, it, took, it took years before we got to a place where we felt this was good enough to, to put on those packs. And I'm delighted now that we have. Mm. But that's a, sort of a little example of how hard it is to, to do it, to do it um, quickly and easily when, you know, so perceptions expect you to. But... Perhaps the the practical uh, ability to do it is not is not always there. Mm-hmm. Um, the related part of that is is removing packaging layers or using less of it. My second point, and very often that goes straight to the heart of the the uh, you know food safety issue. You know you could strip away layers, but that also adds risk. Uh, or you could strip away layers and the product the the waste uh, the spoilage dimension of it. Uh, increases uh, quickly, um, mm. or again, you strip away layers and it gets damaged in the in the process uh, in the in the distribution chain. So you know, in each case, there's to be done, there's always an issue. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, the old day when you could walk into a, a grocer and you could use your own 
uh, your own, you know, container and walk out with the with the thing um, in a in a glass container that you used for years is, is long gone, obviously. So, yeah. unfortunately, we navigate these these trade offs all the time. Well, we thank you uh, for navigating them and being an example or one of the examples that we need. Uh, thanks for joining us, Martin. Happy Monday. Thanks very much, Asanda. Nice talking to you. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you. Martin Neathling, Chief Marketing Officer at Pepsi Company, Sub-Saharan Africa. All right. I have-